Today, we're talking about the key to thriving in uncertain times. Stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to Thrive 1110. This is the show where you get Bible-friendly, practical tips on business and money so you can thrive. And as you thrive, remember the Lord your God who enables you to thrive and be an agent of transformation for his kingdom in your family, in your community, and in your city. I'm Bold Kerry, your host for this show, Thrive 1110. And you can catch up on previous episodes uh, by going to the chri.ca website or by going to the thrive1110.ca. That's thrive1110.ca. And you can also find Thrive 1110 on Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Google Podcasts, and other popular podcast places. So today, um, I really sense we should be talking about uh, what I titled The Key to Thriving in Uncertain Times. And by thriving, um, really, it's thriving in God's standards. So uh, whatever it means for you, where you're at in your life, in your business, really, I want to tackle this subject today because we are in a season in times of great uncertainties and difficulties. Um, and I think this is going to be key. So if you um, are driving, just yeah, stay focused on the road. But uh, maybe you want to listen back to this episode again because it's going to be crucial for the coming times um, that you put this into practice, that you apply this in your life, in your business. In Canada, we have already seen increases this year and it will probably continue. And all of that is um, in an attempt to deal with the inflation. Um, everybody who had sense knew that this inflation was coming, who is in the field, knew that this inflation was coming uh, right from the start of the pandemic in 2020 with all the monies that were being printed and, and everything that was being done, not only in Canada, but worldwide. Uh, so yes, inflation came. High inflation, like we haven't seen in decades. So um, the, the, the powers, the central powers, are trying to do what they can to deal with the inflation, but it is also at the risk of causing or accelerating a recession. And uh, so we don't know uh, when that will happen. We know that for sure a recession will happen. When, we don't know. But definitely rising interest rates, uh, high inflation like we haven't seen in decades uh, really are the cause for that. The other day I was reading that uh, people were leaving their car on the side of the highway just because they could not afford to fill up their gas tanks. That's how it, it, it is for some people. And uh, some people are making difficult choices right now in terms of food, in terms of what bills they'll pay or not. So this inflation, which in Canada was... 6.8% uh, 
the last number that we have uh, for April is quite high. And that simply means that the cost of things on average has increased by 6.8%. Um, if you have investments, your investments have to perform way beyond 6.8% uh, on an annual basis to keep up, to just be able to keep up with the cost of life. And I already talked about inflation and these things in previous episodes. You can go back and see, uh, again, chri.ca, thrive1110.ca. You will find past episodes one where I talk about um, how to prepare for these times and tough economic times, etc. But today, I really want to focus on one central aspect. And because of that, the structure of today's episode is not going to be uh, like the usual with a let's get practical section. You are going to uh, glean those practical things throughout as I share stories um, to illustrate what I, what I mean. Stories from the Bible, stories from um, uh, uh, actual cases like uh, nowadays, and uh, you will be able to glean practical wisdom uh, from those stories today. So there won't be a practical, let's get practical section. Um, and uh, I really want to to pray that you will um, you will pay attention to what I'll share today. Um, I really sense that heavily on my heart. And um, I'm going to actually play, pray right now uh, for this time. Not that I'm not praying when I'm doing this show. I pray off air. Uh, but uh, today I want to be intentional and pray with you and pray for you. So let's start with that, would you? Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we, we thank you for this opportunity to reflect on who you are and what you're calling us to be. Thank you for your presence in our lives. As we go about our normal days, um, we pray that uh, you will catch our attention with a word, with a sentence, with a revelation, with an inspiration, a motivation that will help each one of us, each one of the people who are listening right now, and position them to thrive, not just today, not just tomorrow, but in the season unfolding before us and for years to come. So we thank you for enabling us by your grace. And whatever the situation is for all the people listening right now, we thank you that your grace is sufficient and that you have made everything accessible to us through the obedience, through the justification, through the redemption of Christ who lives in us. So thank you, for we have hope in you, for we have faith in you, for whatever situation each person listening today is going through. And let a song, a new song of praise, of adoration, rise from their hearts through their mouths 
to glorify you for who you are, for what you have done, and for what they will see manifested in the wonderful and powerful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So, um, let's dive into this subject. You know, when people asked Jesus what was the greatest commandment, what was the most important thing they were to do according to the law, remember Jesus was a Jew. So the law given to Moses through Moses was really in actuality. And people asked him, what is the greatest thing? What is the most important thing that people should follow, should obey, should do? And Jesus answers, and you can find that in Matthew 22, verses 37 and 38. Jesus answers that that most important thing is to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. That was the most important thing. And that is the most important thing. So that was the answer of Jesus. As a matter of fact, if you ask observant Jews, even today, I'm talking real observant Jews, even today, they will tell you that that is the most important thing in their faith, in their belief, in their religion. And they will refer back to actually the passage that Jesus used, which was back in Deuteronomy, and it is known as the Shema. And that's where the people of Israel are commanded to love God with all their being. So Jesus replies with that answer. You are to love God with every fiber of your being. And when it talks about your strength, uh, some traditions actually interpret your strength as even your resources, your finances, your money. So in every way you slice it, the greatest thing we are called as children of God, as followers of the way, followers of Jesus to do, is to love him. Now, that begs a question. How do you practically, how do you practically follow that commandment? How do you practically love God, love Jesus on a daily basis as you go about um, in your family, as you go about in your workplace, as you go about doing your errands, etc. How do you do that? How do you love God in a practical way, in a tangible way? After all, you cannot see God with your physical eyes. I mean, in a literal way. You cannot. He's a spirit. So is it Praying is, is praying a manifestation of loving God is maybe going to church on Sunday and doing charity work, uh, maybe raising your hands when you are uh, really immersed into worship experience at church. Is that loving God when your emotions 
are really out there and you can touch them, feel them, feel that. Is that how you love God or how do you do that in practical terms? Like I said, the Let's Get Practical section of today's episode is throughout um, the episode. And let me tell you, this is so important. It is such a major, the most important commandment that Jesus didn't want to leave us hanging and gave us the answer as to how we should love him. So yes, it was so important that Jesus didn't want to leave us in the dark as to what that meant in practical terms to love him, which again, and I'll repeat it, which again is the greatest thing, is the most important thing that we should do as followers of Christ. So the answer, without further ado, is found in John 14, verse 21. And I will read it there. John 14, verse 21 is the answer as to how you practically love God. And here it is. And this is Jesus talking, right? It is Jesus talking to his disciples. And he's saying, those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. Let me repeat that. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, in other words, because they obey me, my Father will love them and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. This is so profound. Let me read it again. John 14, 21. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. That is how you practically, in a tangible way, in your family, in your business, in your workplace, as you're having fun uh, uh, playing soccer, doing all sorts of sports. That is, as you are at church, as you're doing charity work, that is how you love God. That is how you fulfill the greatest commandment, the most important commandment, According to Deuteronomy 6, which is the Shema, which Jesus repeated in Matthew 22, uh, verses 37 and 38. Love God with every part of your being. Love God. And to do that equals obey Him. Obey Him. Not that prayer is not good. Prayer is good. Not that singing is not good. Not that doing charity work is not. Not that fasting is not good. Not that making money is not good. Whatever you're doing. It is not that those things are not good. But if you are not obeying him. You are not loving him. And that is going to be crucial. As we try to to thrive. And as we look ahead in this season which is unfolding these uncertainties that are ahead of us, as we contemplate the years to come, what will we do? How will we do? The most important thing 
is to obey him. Now, this word to obey and commandments can sound very strange to some of you because we are used that as we grow up, that we become independent and that, for example, we're no longer under our parents where when we were kids, we were to obey them and do what they were saying. And even today, parents with kids nowadays, it's not even about obedience. It's about suggesting. It's about encouraging. It's about guiding. It's not even about obeying. So sometimes it can be difficult for us to really grasp that meaning of obeying commandments and obeying this God whom we say we follow and whom we say we love. Love equals obedience to him. As we grow, we tend to say we are more and more independent because we mature, we go from childhood to adolescence to um, adulthood. And as we transition, we, be, we should be becoming more and more independent in terms of no longer relying on our parents and what our parents tell us to function. But as we progress and progress in our relationship with God, with Christ, it is the total opposite. We start not submitted to God. We start not obeying Him. And as we progress, we are called to obey Him more and more as an expression as a manifestation of our growing love for him. So if your obedience is not growing, if your submission to him manifested in how you obey to him is not growing, it means your love for him is not growing. Regardless of if you sing every day that you love him, regardless of if you pray every day that you love him, the way it shows that you love him is in how you obey him. And as adults, it is very easy for us to fabricate arguments and justifications and, and, and reasonings to justify disobeying God or justify continuing doing what we love to do, what we feel comfortable doing, what we think we should be doing, instead of actually seeking exactly what it is that He is telling us and obeying that fully without delay, without uh, reservation. It is very easy. And it makes me think of this story about the king Saul who had a clear instruction from God to go and wage war and destroy this entire population and everything that is living in there. And he didn't do that. He kept the best of the animals for sacrifice. And when asked why he disobeyed, he tried to justify, no, no, I didn't disobey. I carried out the instructions. I just kept the best of the animals to sacrifice them to God. Just as we have a tendency to do today. We just want to stick with what we please, with what we want to do. And that is disobedience. If we don't do 
fully, immediately what we know that God is telling us to do. I'm not even saying asking us to do. God is telling us to do. And forgive me if I'm a bit rough today. Uh, We like to use these terms. He's asking us. He's prompting us. He's telling us. But he's also God. He's our father, yes, but he's also God. Who demands things, who wants us to do things. And this is about obedience. Delayed obedience is therefore disobedience. Partial obedience, no matter how good your arguments sound, is disobedience. I'm doing this because, well, I feel this is, or I sense this is, but really it is not exactly what God is asking you to do. It's disobedience. Worse, if you're not even seeking what he wants you to do right now, how are you carrying yourself in obedience? My friend, This, if we are to thrive, if we are to be the light, if we are to advance his kingdom in this day and age, in this season, this is going to be required. This is going to be foundational that we obey him because that is equal to us loving him, which is the greatest thing God wants from us. Yeah, God God wants our heart. Yeah, so if God has our heart, then he has our obedience. It is not simply a sentimental thing or an emotional thing or a religious thing where we perform religious ritual activities like going to Sunday, to church on Sunday, or having this prayer meeting or doing this or that. If he really has our hearts, then he has our submission and our obedience. You know what God said about this partial obedience of Saul, of King Saul? And you can find it in 1 Samuel 15 verse 23. He said that partial obedience, I'm not even talking outright disobedience, Partial, if you obey 95% of what God told you to do and you leave out the 5% because it's inconvenient, inconvenient, well, because you're not comfortable with it or because it is going to be demanding you too much. I don't know what that looks like in your life, what that looks like to carry out that 5% in your business, in your workplace, in your health, the way you eat, the way you carry yourself. If you don't fully obey, God equals that to witchcraft. It is not mere disobedience, innocent disobedience. It means witchcraft. And I'm not saying that that is straight from the Bible. Well, the good news for us today is that we are under the grace and we are under Christ's obedience. So, you don't have to fear being cursed. That's not the point here. 
But I want you to be aware of the fact, number one, that loving God is obeying him. And even though you are not cursed, in the sense of God is not punishing you if you disobey him, you can easily also read in the Bible, in Romans 6, verse 16, that whom you obey, you are slave to that person. In other words, the person you obey is your master. That's Romans 6, 16. So if you don't obey God, it means you're obeying someone else. And whoever that someone else is, is your master. So it is clear to see here that disobeying God, do not call upon you a judgment from God. God has already put all the judgment on Jesus. So you are not cursed in that sense, but you are yielding yourself. You are submitting yourself to another master when you disobey. You are yielding yourself to a wicked master who now has every legal right to attack you, to torment you. So obedience is not a light thing that should be taken lightly. Gee, I, I thought I would have the time to go through this today, but, but we will have to continue this in another episode because it is too important in this time to be neglected. Jesus, God, wants us in a most important way to, to love him with every fiber of our being. And loving him in practical ways means obeying him as simply as that. John 14, 21 says again, those who accept my commandments, it is not even written my suggestions or my asking, no. Those who accept my commandments and obey them, are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Do you want a fresh revelation of Jesus? Do you want Jesus to lead you, to show you what you should be doing daily? Do you want some doors to be opened? Do you want to know how to navigate from the one who sees everything, who sees the end from the very beginning, even before the very beginning. Do you want to be guided like that? It is plain to see here that it requires your obedience. It requires my obedience. So I'm going to stop here and we will continue this in, a, in another episode. So don't miss the next episode where I'll continue unpacking this and giving you practical examples, real life stories of today and from the Bible to encourage you, to bless you and to anchor you in this, which is where we all should be today if we are to thrive 
today and into the future as the children of light that we are. So my brother, my sister, my fellow business um, uh, business leader, ministry leader, employee, whoever you are, be blessed. You are blessed. So connect again next week, same time for the rest of this topic. I'm Bol Kerry, and you've been listening to Thrive 1110. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.